So we are going to lay our foundation like we have been doing with all the other series. And we are going to speak today about vision. And that is vision in context of the Old Testament. But then we are also going to speak about it going further in context of what it means in New Testament terms. So the one will be in the Hebrew and the other one will be in the Greek. So we are dealing with C2022, 20, 20, God and vision. Turn with me to Proverbs 29 verse 18. Proverbs 20, 29 verse 18. Hey, because excited man. Proverbs 29 verse 18. King Solomon said something very beautiful in Proverbs 29 verse 18. And most of us already know the scripture and most of us quote the scripture from time to time. The King James Version says, where there is no what? vision, the people perish. And then the part that we never quote from this specific scripture is this. But he that keeps the law, happy is he. So the ESV, this is now the ESV says, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. But blessed is he who keeps the law. Hey, God bless the reading of his word. Very, very familiar scripture, isn't it? But before we go into it, let me just say a prayer. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you enlighten the eyes of our understanding with your word today. I pray, Father, that we may have fruitful soil today. That the seed that you will plant right now, I pray, Father, that it may produce 30-fold, 60-fold, and more, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. 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 So, so the word vision has a specific meaning publicly. And most of the time when we hear about vision, we hear about vision with regards to the corporate, to the corporate context, isn't it? When businessmen speak about vision, when people who speak about chasing your dreams speak about vision. So we most of the time hear from a corporate perspective and then also from motivational speakers that you must always have a vision for your life. But I'm going to look at it from a biblical perspective what vision is in this context because this specific verse is also used most of the time within corporate setups and, 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 and yeah they don't quote the bible when they, when they when they specifically in fact another verse that they always use is the blind cannot lead the blind but they don't want to tell you who said it so they act like it's it's actually their quote but it's jesus who said it but what, what i'm saying is this specific verse where there is no vision, the people perish. 
is a biblical verse. It's scripture. And therefore, I want to look at it from a biblical point of view. So, we are going to deal, like I said, with, with two contexts of vision. Our Old Testament context, and then we are going to go into a New Testament context, which has a lot to do with see in the New, con in the new Testament. And, but, but today we are going to deal with what it means in the Old Testament and in this specific verse. Speaking of prophecy or oracle. And I'm not talking about the matrix. <laughs> it's amazing how they take a lot of things from the Bible. Eh? So in the Old Testament, this word, vision, in this specific scripture, but not only in this scripture, in other scriptures in the Old Testament, this specific word vision in the Hebrew is causal, which translates prophecy or oracle. So when the word of God declares where there is no vision, it means where there is no prophetic word. And therefore, the ESV made it clear by saying where there is no prophetic vision. So when the word says where there is no vision, the people perish, it is saying where there is no prophetic word, the people perish. So that prophetic word that is called vision, in this context, is a guide to great blessing. And that blessing is not meant to harm us, yeah. but to prosper us. Yeah. So, so, prophetic year and vision year has to do with guidance. Guidance from where? Guidance from me? No. It has to do with guidance from above. Yeah. So, so, when God spoke through his prophets, he gave the people guidance. And, and it's a beautiful thing because sometimes we need to look at things like this because prophecy nowadays is something that we have made contrary to what it is in the Bible. Because prophecy has always been guidance from above. God giving vision. So it has a lot to do with guidance, guidance that brings great blessing. And I, I, want, I want you to, to, to note this. When I say guidance that brings great blessing, most people will say no. God also prophesied doom. But you're going to see where I'm going with this. And this is what I'm talking about. David at one point, speaking to God, made the statement in petition, because that's what prayer is. He spoke to God and, and he said to God, teach me your ways, guidance, and show me, see, show me your path. So teach me your ways and show me your path. So David, what he said, in other words, to God, 
is give me guidance, give me vision according to your prophetic word. I ask for guidance. So therefore, when the vision or the prophetic word came to the prophet Jeremiah, God said to him, I know the what? The plans I have for you. And that plans is not meant to harm you, but to prosper you. See, that was the vision that God had for his people. And, and maybe we have made that scripture too cheap. Sure. Because <laughs> everyone now knows the plans that he has, except for the plan that he has in terms of obedience. Mm. But the other plans are fine. Sure. Because when it comes to success, it is a plan from above. But when it comes to obedience, it's not. And therefore, it is important that we understand the context of the scripture. The vision here is coming from above Amen. to the prophet and through the prophet That's in right. terms of guiding God's people to where he's calling them to. Amen. And therefore, the problem... The problem that we have is our people want blessing without responsibility. Sure? You see, God gives the vision and he says, this is my guidance. This is where you ought to be. And when you follow my vision, there is great blessing because Jeremiah, the plans that I have is not meant to harm my people, but to prosper them so the blessing and the promise that i give and the vision that i give is to give unto them great blessing but the problem is the people do not like responsibility they only want the blessing sure. but they don't want the responsibility that comes with it so so this verse in proverbs my people, uh, and, and I'm getting ahead of myself, this verse in Proverbs, where there is no vision, the people perish. This verse clearly tells us why societies and countries are perishing. Because they refuse guidance from above. Sure. <laughs> they, they perish not only because of lack of knowledge. Remember? We, we, we normally quote, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. And we've also made that scripture cheap. My people perish because of lack of knowledge. Not only do his people perish or countries and societies perish because of lack of knowledge, but they also perish because they reject his vision. And that vision has to do with his principles. And if you don't believe me, even if you're watching online, the Israelites, they had the law, the knowledge. They had the law, they had the knowledge. The instruction from above was clear through the prophet Moses, this is my vision. Write it on tablets, Moses, and give it to my people. This is where, where I want them to go. 
This is the vision that I have. This is the prophetic word. This is the oracle that I'm giving them. And if they follow that, their ways will be made prosperous. If you don't believe me, listen to the Old Testament. So remember, we're speaking about the Israelites now. We are going to explore them and their reasoning now regarding this whole scripture. Psalm Psalm chapter 1, and we spoke about it the other day when we spoke about faith and friends. We ended with this. Psalm chapter 1, but I want us to look at it from a different perspective now. Psalm chapter 1, from verse 1 to verse 3, listen to what, what David said. Blessed is the man. Remember we spoke about great blessing in terms of vision from above. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. So the vision is clear. In order for you to make your way prosperous, in order for you to to inherit the blessing, what is the vision? The vision is do not walk in the counsel of the wicked, do not stand in the way of sinners, do not sit in the seat of scoffers. That's the vision. But his delight, listen to verse 2, this man, his delight is in the law. (laughs) I love this. In the law of the Lord. And on his what? On his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree. Like my tree, I call him Lemmy. Or Lemmy always produce. (laughs) He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. And its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he what? He prospers. Who prospers? The man who keeps his eye on the law. And who meditates on the law. He prospers. So the instruction to the Jews are clear. The vision is clear from above. Now listen to Joshua chapter 1. Let's read Joshua 1 from verse 6 to verse 8. God speaks to Joshua. Now remember now Moses is dead. Moses could no longer continue with them. So he completed and he fulfilled his mandate. So now Joshua needs to take over. The children of Israel needs to inherit the promised land through the leadership of Joshua by this time. And listen to what God says to Joshua. Vision. Here comes the vision from above. Be strong and courageous. For you shall cause this people to do what? Like I said now, inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Only be strong and very courageous. Being careful to do according to all the... According to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded. You remember what we said earlier? Moses received the tablets vision from above so so do everything what my servant Moses commanded you do not turn from me to the right hand or to the left 
that you may have what? Good success wherever you go. Other translations say that you may prosper wherever you go. Then in verse 8, the what? The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall do what? Like David said in Psalm 1, you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to to do according to all that is written in it. For then, listen, he also calls us to be practical about the law, about his word, that you may do everything that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. When will you have good success? As soon as you practice what is written in his word. We are going somewhere with this. Listen to the first two commandments they received. Now, keep these things in mind that we've just read. God spoke, uh, David spoke with God, and he spoke in terms of teach me your ways and show me your path. So the path, is, the, 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 the ways and the path is God's vision for David's life. Not because we normally just speak about our own visions mm. but this is above us now this is god's vision for david's life and then david speaks in psalm chapter one and david speaks about the fact that we need to meditate on his law that is also vision so then we get to joshua and joshua chapter one that we read now also speaks about god's same vision that you do accord, things according to my purpose, my will, and my way. This is my vision for your life. But then, then I want us to look at Exodus 20 from verse 2 to verse 6. Exodus 20 from verse 2 to verse 6. The word of God says, God speaks to Moses. He gives him the law. <laughs> He gives him the commandments, the Ten Commandments. So this is vision from where? This is vision from above. This is vision from God himself. He says to him, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Keep that in mind. I brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself, second commandment, for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not, verse 5, you shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me but showing steadfast love to those to thousands of those who love me and do what keep my commandments so what is the commandment there the first one is there's no other gods. You shall have no other gods before me. The second one is you shall not take anything on this earth or above and make an image out of it and call it your God. 
But listen to Judges chapter 2, from verse 8 to verse 14. So the vision is clear. God gave the prophet Moses the vision for his people. And Joshua, Judges chapter 2, 8 to 14. And Joshua, that we spoke about earlier on, who received the mandate, the vision from above. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110 years. So now Joshua is dead. And they buried him within the boundaries of his inheritance in Timnath, Harris, in the hill country of Ephraim, north of the Mount of Gash. And all that generation, the Israelites, who received the vision through God's leaders, all that generation also were gathered to their fathers. And there arose another generation after them who did not, <laughs> who did not know the Lord or the work that he had done for Israel. And the people of Israel did what was what? Evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals. So in other words, they started disobeying the first commandment and the second commandment because Baal was a statue. And now verse 12 says, And they abandoned the Lord, the God of their fathers, who had brought them out of the land of Egypt. They went after other gods from among the gods of the peoples who were around them and bowed to them. And they provoked the Lord to anger. They abandoned the Lord and served the Baals and the Esteroth. Another image and another false god. So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel and he gave them over to plunders, to robbers who plundered them and he sold them into the hand of their surrounding enemies so that they could no longer withstand their enemies. Coming back to my initial point. So the vision came from above. So they had knowledge of the law. They knew the law and they knew what the expectation was but they rejected the vision and because they rejected the vision with regards to them starting serving idols they rejected that vision because of that their consequences were perishing they started perishing and therefore, it is critical that we understand that God doesn't destroy us. Yes. We destroy ourselves. Yes. We destroy ourselves. The drug problem in the community, God did not do that. We destroyed ourselves because of our hearts of greed. Not only do we destroy ourselves, but it comes from arrogance and pride in our society. An arrogance and pride that rejects the vision from God. And therefore, 
When people perish, it is often a matter of people refusing the purpose and the plan of God. So the more we reject God's vision, the more we perish. Simple. It's simple. It doesn't take rocket science to find out why South Africa is in the, 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 the situation and the position it's in now. It doesn't take rocket. We don't need scientists and, and great economists to tell us why this country is looking the way it is. It is a matter of my people perish because of lack of vision. They, they, they refuse and they reject the vision of God and therefore they perish. They refuse the counsel from above and therefore they perish. Remember what God said in Judges concerning the same problem he had with the people. He said in those days everyone did what was right in their own eyes. God doesn't destroy us, we destroy ourselves. And therefore, certain things happened in our culture. Divisions came because men took the word of God and they changed it and they altered it and people separated through, 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 through race and all of those things because of what men did with God's infallible word because men destroyed themselves. God doesn't destroy men. Listen to Romans chapter 1 because sometimes we think this is just the Old Testament thing mm -hmm. Romans chapter 1 I'm going to read from verse 21 and I'm going to go through these scriptures quickly the word of God says for although they knew God they did not honor him no uh, no they know, know his law, know about him, and that's the culture we're living in now. No, Jesus is my savior. Know about him, but don't really know. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were dark. And I love what Vody Bokum said. He said, The problem with culture today is not that we vote wrong. It's that man loves darkness more than they love light. Paul says, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be what? Wise, they became fools. And exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images, idols, images resembling mortal men and birds and animals and creeping things. And nowadays it's even pastors that has become their idols. Therefore, God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity. This is very important. What did God do? He gave them up to whose lust? To their lust. To their own lust of their hearts to impurity. To the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves. Because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worship and serve the creature rather than the creator isn't that what science is all about serving the creature rather than the creator who is blessed the creator who is blessed forever amen says paul for this reason for this reason 
God gave them up to dishonorable passions. For their women exchanged natural relations, natural relations for those that are contrary to nature, what we are seeing in our culture today. They might remove this video from Facebook because of what I'm saying now, Maraguarini. <laughs> and the man, listen to this, and the man like, likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Sure. Homosexuality. Men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their what? This to God is an error because it is not His will. It's not the vision from above because the vision of from above is in my image I created them male and female vision from above. That is my prophetic word. But they did the opposite because they were wise in their own eyes. They were filled with all manner of righteousness, verse 29. Evil, covetous, covetousness, malice, they are full of envy, murder, strife, uh, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful. Inventors act like dinner. Inventors of evil. Because that's happening in our culture right now. People go so far to invent evil. On the TV, on the radio, they are inventors of evil. Disobedient to parents. No wonder your children don't want to listen to you every time you speak to them. God says, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's no, listen to this. They know the vision, they've heard about it. Though they know God's righteous decree, that those who practice such things deserve to die. They not only to them, but give approval to those who practice them. They know that the, the end of those things is destruction and health. However, they still encourage people to practice the opposite. Verse 28 of what I read now says, God gave them over to a reprobate mind. Even when they decided to acknowledge God, to not acknowledge Him, to not give Him glory, to not submit to his will, he gave them over to their desire of darkness. In other words, he says, Come and see how far He gave them over. And it may seem that if he does that, that is the best thing that can ever happen to us. Because there's no rules, no boundaries, nothing. It is the worst thing that can ever happen to us. Let me give you over to your desire. That's what you want. Let, let me give it to you. Do, do as you want. Do as you please. You see, as soon as this happens, you will decay from the inside. 
no, no wonder every time countries who reject the vision from above decay from the inside, just like this country. Don't believe that thing of, now nah, we are Christians in government and what, what, what. They reject the vision. They, they, they speak about knowing him. But they reject his principles. So I'm saying to you, every time we reject his vision, countries and societies, individuals will decay from the inside. You will die slowly. It's like quicksand. Slowly, but surely. And therefore, people destroy their families, themselves, their children, because their pride doesn't allow them to submit to the vision from above. Amen. And therefore, it is critical that we pray, enlighten the eyes of our understanding, Lord, that we may see what your word is. That we may understand your vision yes. for our lives. Because it could have been easy for me to stand here today and speak about dreams and visions that we have and building big companies and buying big houses and all of that. It would have been easy. But the most important thing is God's vision for our lives. Amen. And that is His will for our families, our neighbors, our friends. That is his will for our businesses. That is his will for, 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 our, uh, for our workplaces where we find ourselves. That is his will for our health. That is his will for the choices that we make in our lives. The vision from above. Critical. God gave us everything in his constitution. His will for our churches. Not, not this era of the man of God era where the man of God becomes above this. <laughs> yeah. We are talking here about vision from above. Yeah. People who know how to submit under his authority yeah. because he's sovereign Lord. Amen. I'm going to close now. And Solomon says, where there is no vision, the people perish, but then he continues and he says, happy is he who keeps yes. the law. Amen. Happy is he who adheres to the vision from above. Amen. You see, when, when, when you reject God's word, when you reject his purpose for your life, that is the beginning of sorrows, both in this life and the afterlife. No, you, you don't wait to get there. It will be the beginning of sorrows here already. Because you will decay from the inside. I know the plans I have for you, Jeremiah 29 verse 11. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to do what? To give you a hope and a future. That's my vision for you. Not that you may be in eternal damnation in a lake of fire 
but it's to give you a future. Doesn't this do sound the same? For God so loved the world that he gave. God envisioned encouragement gave. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believeth in him may not perish, but have everlasting life to give you a hope and a future. Then he goes and he says in verse 17, For the Son of Man did not come to condemn the world, but I came that you may be safe. And therefore, the last thing that I'm reading is, David calls us to do this in terms of God's vision for our lives. Psalm 34 verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who take refuge in God. Your time will not come. When Christ was on the cross of Calvary and he said it is finished, your time began. <laughs> a lot of people say, no, my time to, to, to change and be transformed will come. Yeah. No, it already came. Mm. And it started when he said it is finished. Amen. So you need to accept the vision of God for your life. Taste and see Amen. that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in his vision.